0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page, and feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Bonus episode.
1: Welcome to Lorehammer, guys. This is a bonus episode Yeah, uh, for all of you out there. Uh, This one should be relatively short. Uh, What I'm going to do today is... No introductions. Oh, eh? sure. Hey, welcome to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. I am Mark. This is Jordan. Well, there we go. Now that we got that out of the way. Now that that's out of the way. It's all about branding, Eric. Of course. And the branding... And I am the brand. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) So today, I'm going to share a short story that I wrote about um, my Necron dynasty. In the grim darkness of Eric's mind, there is only unicorns. (laughs) Um, It was actually really funny. And gay porn. Right. (laughs) Lots lots (laughs) and lots (laughs) of unicorn gay porn. For for research. Research. (laughs) Well, yeah, obviously.
2: He just makes makes sure he's not
1: falling to the frivolous of life. It's for school. Yeah. so I had actually seen a, like a lot of messages to Lorehammer in like the past couple of weeks that were like, "Oh, when's Eric gonna share his story?" Is that what they sound like? I, to you. I, I assume. Wow. Like, oh, it's Well, it's Eric. my favorite voice. So. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? Who knows? You know. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I saw yeah, a bunch I, of people did. I, I saw a couple, and I was like, "Well, shit, I should probably write something." <laughs> You're telling
2: me this whole time we've been friends, you never had a storyline behind our
1: battles? You know... uh, What are you gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... Um, like the idea of my dynasty has kind of been running around in my head for a while. Obviously Mm. every once in a while I just bounce ideas off Mark, but it never, ever really solidified. And it definitely never took paper form. No, never, never. I never wrote anything down. I always just had cool ideas and was like, that's my dynasty. And then it would probably change in a month when I thought about it again. Yeah. So what I've done is I just wrote a short story, um, and it doesn't really describe my dynasty, um, but so, in a way, it does. It will, yeah. So what I'm going to do is is I'm going to share my story, um, and then Mark will critique it as is tradition. Uh-huh. And so will Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan, you're allowed to have an input in these things.
0: I will smash it. <laughs> Sexual <Whoa. laughs> No, just rhetorically. Oh, okay.
2: Worried. We were worried. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, but then after that, I'll also go into a couple like ideas of I have. The
2: future of your story. Yeah, and, exactly.
1: Yeah. So, um, and nothing for me is ever really set in stone until it's set in paper. You know the old saying, "Not set in stone until it's set in paper." So, <laughs> um, I have I heard that. I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's, kind of, it's it's just something I've uh, decided to start saying now. So <laughs> get used to it, I guess. Uh, so without <laughs> further ado, uh, let me share the story from a story from the Nekhebet dynasty his body slumped against the throne it was a cold stone throne carved from obsidian black as night it would send a chill down anyone's spine if they could feel his eyes dimmed as he was caught in a moment of silent reflection the whispers of his court diminished as he was transported into his memories his barge floated above the desert sands. His metal cloak battered heavily against his body as the wind scoured the sands against his face. We are approaching now, my lord. The pilot's voice was a grating metallic sound against the loud winds. He raised his gaze and looked just beyond the next dune. There it was, a monument to his strength. Rising from the sands was an obelisk of immense size, a marker of his dynasty's victories over the weak forces of flesh. A true testament to his right to rule through power. And it lied in ruin. It was just as he was informed. An alien race was destroying his obelisk. He witnessed them cutting pieces out of it and loading them onto large grav lifts. He felt the heat of his body rise and his grip tighten on his staff. He pointed to a location just next to this group, with the expectation that his pilots would take him there. He landed with a dull thud the impact of his heavy body muffled by the shifting sands. He walked toward the group, waiting for this lowly race to notice him. The sun glinted off his red and gold body. His cloak now hung heavily at his back. He slowly straightened as he approached, towering as a giant over these pathetic flesh worms. As one finally noticed him, panic signals and yells were raised as they attempted to mount some semblance of the defense. His anger ran as cold as the sun was hot that day. Bolts and metal pinged off his mechanical body, and if something did damage it, the programs quickly repaired it as if the damage was never sustained. By the time he reached them, his body was fit to burst with energy. It crackled at his very step. It flitted from his eyes in a horrific display. A high-pitched whine filled the alien's ears as his staff grew bright, and then they knew no more. His hand brushed lightly over the remnants of his once-proud marker. He took one last look and slowly walked back to his barge. His shoulders slumped once again, his staff dragging behind him in the sand. All fire was spent. He shifted on his throne, stirred by the anger that memory had brought. A ripple of bright orange coursed through his seat in response to his agitation. He raised his eyes slightly to see who attended his court today, his gaze passing over lords, overseers, overlords, and nemesaurs. In the back corner were his two seers, his masters. No, of no the,
2: men at arms.
1: No men at arms in this one, oddly enough, hey?
2: Oh, okay. Well oh, you went lords, overlords,
1: nemes Right. I, I yeah. thought
2: there's a okay. You
1: thought there was a theme. I thought there was a theme. There is, it's Necron. Ah, strong theme <laughs> at that. Yeah. Um He raised his I already got that part. In the back corner were his two seers, his masters of the cryptic arts. At his small movement, the Vargard turned slightly from his position at the bottom of the dais, with a questioning tilt to his head. My lord? At the Vargard's speech, the court fell silent, and all eyes turned to him. Memory flitted to him as his eyes met his subjects, filling his brain with their names, positions, authority, and deeds. He slowly leaned back in his throne of darkest stone, and as his eyes looked up to the ceiling covered by shadow, they slowly faded away, drawn into another memory. My lord, we have given this city their due warning, as our code of combat has dictated. We only have to wait now for their response. The Necron lord responsible for the report bowed his way from the catacomb command barge to join the others of the court in rank. He raised his head and surveyed his army. Legions of warriors spread out before him on the sand. Unmoving and terribly silent. Immortals filled gaps in their ranks. Every now and then a sharp crack was heard as a Tesla weapon released a static charge. He looked to the desert beyond and noticed the telltale signs of scarabs beneath the sands. Thousands of them ready to burst forth and assault his enemies. The air began to charge. Sands began to whip up as they hadn't been a moment before. He turned, and with the mightiest crack and blaze of lightning, there stood a monolith where before there was nothing. He was ready. Take the city. His voice, so rarely spoken, caused his court to stir. But my lord, we have not yet given them... A single look from him silenced the messenger. Take the city, he repeated. He settled into his barge to wait and watch. As his court moved lethargically to fulfill his wishes, one of his seers quietly approached him. "'My lord, do you not think this an overreaction? Could we not spare the slaves so they could continue to create marvellous attestations of your glory? We have taken the offending slave and his family, whipped, flayed, and courted them as is appropriate. But should the entire city fall for him for not pleasing you with his obeisance?' "'Yes, without question.' The slave's acknowledgment of my eminence was paltry. Lessons must be learned. He delivered this flatly, a clear tone that he was done being questioned. As you command, my lord. His armies moved as one, shaking the ground in their concerted steps, creating a dirge for the millions in the city. He watched long into the evening while the city was raised. An orange glow overtook the horizon that day his eyes snapped awake an orange ripple coursed through his body and into the ground below four massive eyes of eldritch energy stared back at him from the shadows on the ceiling their light just barely illuminating the intertwining bodies of his sentinels up above he raised his hand upwards and they slowly descended using their power to slip in and out of reality they shifted through the sandstone pillars to rest behind his throne his back straightened and his grip on the armrest sorry his back straightened and his grip on the armrest strengthened his gaze turned to piercing and his subject slowly looked away not willing to meet it he reached beside him and grasped his staff its weight comfortable to him it reacted to his mood beginning to glow and a very faint wine started to permeate the chamber another memory unbidden transported him away the tombship waited in orbit receiving data from its scanners he leaned back in his chair the image on the screen of a human army the planet had made every attempt to defy him even after he had accepted them into his dynasty as slaves to his glory even after he had demonstrated his overwhelming power in destroying their city and now they sought to challenge his might a weariness came over him then it made no sense could they not see the futility? Could they not see they were doomed? He roused from his thoughts to hear his Vargard address him My lord, it is ready. He glanced up to see everyone looking at him. He looked down again at the planet. So simple a thing to own. So simple a thing to destroy. A small holographic map of the planet appeared in front of him. It was shown in disturbingly accurate detail. He raised a weary hand and gently touched its holographic core. Everyone turned their attention to the world below them and waited. The Necrom were undoubtedly the most advanced of all races, and had no qualms of using their terrifying engines of destruction. Within minutes, the scans of the planet showed massive gravity fluctuations. They watched in silence as it destroyed itself, its mass unable to support the gravity it was producing where before there had been a wonderfully fertile and diverse landscape, there was now nothing but rock floating through space. He waved his hand at his pilots and slumped back in his chair, waiting for the long journey home. He felt nothing for the loss of life, only a tired sense of his completed duty. As the tombship made the final corrections and adjustments for its course, he wrapped himself in his heavy cloak and looked inward, brooding on all that had transpired. He rose slowly. He had done what needed to be done. He had always done what needed to. Why should he question his purpose? He was Necron, oldest of all races alive and masters of reality. His was a destiny of galactic dominance, of authority over all that might stand before him. His was the dominion of true immortality. He straightened and his stride was strong and arrogant. He walked through his court and one by one they followed him. As they should. He was their lord, their pharaoh. Every now and then he glimpsed his sentinels slipping through the walls, weaving in and out of reality, keeping pace with him as he marched through his mausoleum. He finally found his way to his viewing platform, where he could see his army stretched out before him. Thousands of immortals, and hundreds of thousands of warriors, untold numbers of Canopy. Untold numbers of all Canoptic creatures waiting to unleash their death upon his enemies. Destroyers, Tomb Blades, Doomsday Arcs, and Monoliths. And there, held captive through the work of his cryptics, was a shard of Azagorod, the Nightbringer himself. He growled as he stared down the caged beast. It was nothing more than another testament to the resolve of his power. He planted his staff and spoke. ''We are older than memory. We are wiser than any that live today, and we are stronger than the gods themselves,'' he pointed to the Nightbringer. ''What more could we be? What more could we ask for?'' He paused for a moment, reveling in the renewed vigor that he felt coursing through his body. ''We ask for nothing. We can be nothing more than we already are. We are the immortal heirs of this galaxy.'' We go forth to take what is already ours. We go to purge this galaxy of the sickness that is life. Claim this for me, for the Nekhebet dynasty. The Nightbringer unleashed a terrible scream. Blackness poured from its mouth and filled the sky, as one his army saluted him, their orange energy reflecting upon the death black sky now above them. They turned and started to file to the mass space transporters his seers had created. In flashes of orange, entire legions disappeared. And he knew they would wreak terrible destruction on whatever planet they appeared on. Acid rain started to fall from the conjured clouds, and where it landed, slowly ate through his body. As the living metal worked to instantly repair him, he let out a terrible laugh. He was ready for war. He was ready to rule.
0: Mm. Very cool. Yeah. Very well written.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is the short story that I wrote about my dynasty. Um, when I first wrote it and I was chatting through Mark about ideas, that is not the shape it was supposed to have taken no. at all. I like it, though. Yeah, I hope so. Okay. Tell me. What do you think?
2: Um. So I like the kind mm. of you see the transition of your lord. Like the first mission, like... Uh, or the first memory, I mean. Um, yeah. So
1: in case it was hard to tell, because it is tough to, I think maybe just hearing it. Like there, he he went through three memories. Yeah. As before he was,
2: this invasion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he was sitting on his throne, and he was slowly cycling through these memories he was yeah. having. So.
2: But I like like his furthest back memory. Maybe not his furthest back, but the first memory, like he was super upset and you like described him like crackling with a burning rage. Then the next one, like people were questioning him, but he wasn't quite as set, but there's still like a little emotion there. Yeah. Then in the last one, it's just like, he just fucking wiped down an entire planet. Didn't care. Yeah. Like I like that transformation. Like he seems to be getting more and more like callous and like, yeah, you did I, a
0: good job at like, uh, Making it very character-driven. Yeah. Uh, of, the, of the Phelon, whatever his name is. Phelon. Yeah.
1: I never actually gave him a name, and that was on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: right. uh, I, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, too. Yeah, um, Yeah, and you can see that.
1: Definitely part of what I wanted to do, and I, I wanted to show a transition of him um, from the beginning of the story to the end. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. a part of me always pictures Necron as depressive. Hmm. And like I know I've chatted with you, Mark, about how I view the Silent King as like a depressed personality. Yeah, yeah. Especially when he left the galaxy. And, and I really like that idea of like the war, like what happened to the Necron is too much yeah. for them to bear. And obviously not all the time because then they wouldn't work at all. But yeah, I like the idea of like a single Necron who's kind of overwhelmed with what's happened yeah. until he goes a little... Like he accepts it and he's like, this is what it is. And yeah. I'll rule if I have to, hmm. you know, cause no one can do it as good to me. So I, I really, I wanted to make sure I showed that transition of him being in a place where yeah, he couldn't act to a point of where like something has forced him to act. Yeah. And so he's kind of accepted his duty.
2: Yeah. No, you can definitely tell that for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. What else was I going to say about it? Uh, so on the last episode we talked about, um, Whenever you're writing, you need to show, like, a downside to, like, whatever you're writing about or whatever. What... what, Because you're not done writing. No. So what future plans do you have for your story? Showing downside, showing more character. Like, what do you have planned?
1: So there's... In this one, I don't think it's very clearly communicated, but the overlord himself and his, like, fault is his lack of motivation sometimes.
2: I guess, okay, yeah, because he's, like, even... Like when he finished in his second memory, he like drags his staff back. He doesn't carry it like he's right. Like, he still. I did it.
1: Yeah, it's more just like why was I forced to do this again? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he
2: always oh, hunched over in his chair. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So that's part so. of
1: his personal. Uh, fault
2: yeah so the reason they're not number one is because he's just not motivated to exactly be one. yes okay. he
1: he lacks the motivation okay. that like Emotech has in order to take over the galaxy which is not like very ambitious no really. yeah. Yeah, yeah which goes against a natural Necron which is nice and
2: plays to your play style I will I'm, our gaming group will never fucking forget this <laughs> ever it was a two on two and the mission was, like, destroy an HQ yeah. or something like that. And uh, literally all Eric had to do was teleport to the exact same space he teleported. And instead of shooting... It was, shooting, like, three
1: inches to the right or something. Yeah, instead
2: of shooting the target to the left, all he had to do was shoot the target to the right. And he would have won the game. And he knew this. And he <laughs> shot the target to the left. And his teammate's like, what are you doing? He's like, like, what have you done? I can you've done this. I can you've done this. And you're... And I was like, I don't play to win. Yeah. And that that kind of now shows through. Like, you're not motivated enough to take it to the extreme. No.
1: But, like, for me, like, 40K has always been fun as well. But I'm way more interested in the narrative of it in the beginning. But, yeah, (laughs) it totally fits with my character. Like, he doesn't care about winning. Like, he just wants to be. (laughs) And these things won't let him. Hmm. So... Yeah, yeah. That's definitely that's his personal fault. There is yeah. one that, and
2: if it's his fault, really, it's his whole dynasty. Well, yeah, like because problem. they can't do
1: anything yeah. without him. Okay,
2: so. no, I, I like that because that kind of keeps them in check from you know just expanding and expanding yeah. or being just all
1: powerful. Yeah. he has a huge army. Yeah, like I've, I, I love the idea that this, like you know the part in Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, where Saruman goes out uh, on, uh, what's his what's his tower called i've never actually seen that movie uh you're lying to me the um, tower Tower of
0: isengard yeah isengard
1: yeah
2: or thank is yeah or the tower isengard Isengard is is the area yeah okay
1: so when he goes uh worm tongue is like but my lord there is no such army and saruman takes him to the window and you know there's like thousands of Urukai there that's kind of how i pictured this is that he yeah. was going out there, and it showed his thousands of like an unreal amount, yeah, yeah. like a devastatingly powerful amount, so that yeah. was kind of what I was trying to convey in that moment, yeah, um, but because no story is without flaws give yes. me give me a critique um what was missing? I'm
2: not even sure I have to be honest with you, yeah, it's hard to say.
1: Maybe you need to read it for yourself.
2: Yeah. That would definitely not do me justice.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the um, the thing about what I wrote is it's it's like, not very interactive. That's fine. the The
2: only thing I'd say, but it's a short story, so yeah, it's like yeah. I don't yeah. know. Short and story having that. said that, it's a short story. I would like to know more. Like yeah. that. That well, I know we've criticized other people for that. And for not having enough, and, and, and for saying we what, want to
1: know more, and I would want to know sure. more. Yeah. Um, I'll share with I'll share after this a couple ideas I have.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I like that uh, the lore though. It's like if it is lore, and it's like a lot of the lore we got was just basically people trying to tell us a set of facts about their chapter or whatever they had. Um, whereas this was like I said before, it was like character driven, and yeah. it, it it explains what your arm is about through the story, yeah. right? Like you pick up the facts as yeah. which is like and, what it's supposed to be like.
2: And that's what's nice about Necron is you can actually do that cuz it's, it's
1: a, very simple. Uh, yeah. Cuz
2: it, it's like you have this character that can literally not die. So like the like for my house example, for example, like there are no characters because they're humans and they die in under 50 years. Yeah,
1: and they're always changing yeah. or they're just dying. Exactly. Right? Like but but you, your Necron, knights have stories.
2: Yeah. But yeah, for your Necron, like yeah, you you see the character. Um, yeah, honestly, I would just like to know more. Like, I'd like to know a little bit more about like, uh, like your your dynasty as a whole. Like, do they 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 do have a slave races under them? Yeah, they seem to have a tendency to destroy them.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I don't know. It was just, his. It was his fit. Right, he, he had a little temper tantrum and destroyed it, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, then in that case, let me just share, um, yeah, let's hear what you're planning on, yeah. So, um, there's kind of a quirk that I had written, and like I wanted to, or let me tell you what I, I wanted the like I had true, I first envisioned, yeah, him to be. Um, so when I was first, like, running this idea by Mark, I was like, I'm going to do him and then, like, some memories. And I was going to say, as his memories go on, it's going to show him getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah. And we're bouncing above a fork. And we determined that idea of a petty Necron Lord is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who like, just, like, takes the slight to everything and just has a fit over the yeah. smallest so, thing. when you
2: sent me your first memory, I yeah. was still under the impression that you were being petty.
1: Yeah. Uh, Where he just goes, he kills everyone for messing with yeah, his monument. And
2: I was, I kept waiting for like, something's messing with his monument. And I kept on waiting, like it was an anthill or something <laughs> like that. Like oh. this petty race, like they are not, yeah, they are nothing to you. They're just, fucking He ants, took his like, staff
1: of light and burned a hole in the ground or the anthill Yeah, was.
2: yeah, yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, but it, like apparently, my mind just couldn't go there as I was writing it. Yeah. So as I was writing, I was like, "Oh, this has changed from petty to depressed and angered." <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was the the goal. First of all, was to create a petty Necron. It just didn't pan out that way. That's fine. Yeah. Um. But through the discussion, we've I've kind of determined um another aspect of him and my my legions, and so. Um, something that's really common with Necron is to have malfunctions in their programming. Yeah. So in my all of my Necron, they're all going to have malfunctions that gives them glimpses of a different life. And all of my Necron's armies are going to interpret this as it's their old memories resurfacing. Mm-hmm. So all these Necron who were once like alive and thriving as Necrunter are now these soulless abominations, but they have a glimpse of what life was. Yeah, And um, this life is going to be very different than what they know now. Hmm. And it's going to kind of make them upset at this. Because they're like, well this, I was once alive. I have like shadows of memories to prove it. Like why is it like this now? And so my Necron, my pharaon is going to kind of put forward to his armies that, Look, if you distinguish yourself in battle or if you prove yourself worthy, then your memories will be restored to you. Hmm. Um, And in my thinking, this is going to create fanatical Necron. Mm -hmm. So Necrons that are willing to attempt to distinguish themselves in battle or in their duties in order to reclaim their lives. Which is like, uh, like... I think a lot of the times we picture them as like savage and merciless and like terrible and undying, but the idea of. uh, Is fanatical? Yeah. The idea of them being fanatical doesn't really ever enter in. And I thought that would be a crazy thing. Just like, not just a horde of savage Necron, but one that are willing to go to ridiculous acts to try and prove their value. Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah. It's like, go kill the priests in that temple because they. Did something against
1: us Yeah They burn the whole
2: temple Right down. exactly they Like take they, it they an take it trouble. They take it too and, far
1: Or they take that body And they They cut it up Like mo- molecule by molecule Like they yeah. go Take everything To the crazy step
2: yeah. and, and what I do like About that is It plays against Your lord himself It Where does your lord is you know he he's not motivated and he doesn't really want to have to take that next step everyone around him is kind of pushing him to take that next right, step right cuz
1: they all want to like show him like please give me an order to go do something cuz i want to prove my yeah, usefulness yeah so, yeah yeah
2: no that so it's a, that's actually a very, a very interesting a counterbalance uh, to yeah. him
1: um, but the Lord actually recognizes that these like malfunctions in the, pr- or the Pharaoh, he recognizes that these malfunctions in the programming are in the end going to fuck with him. Hmm. Right. Because like if they get too out of control, he's like, I might lose my power over yeah. them. So he tells everyone, uh, you get enough honor enough. You do me enough deeds or whatever. I will give you your memories back. Yeah. And so, As a legion, right? Or like he'll take these legions of Necrons back to the crown world. Yeah. And he'll say, okay, like you've done your time. It's time for you to get all your memories back. Yeah. And so he takes them into the depths, and then his cryptics are there to administer the memory juice or whatever. (laughs) But really, all that happens is their minds are wiped again. (laughs) <laughs> and so now they're back to these starting necron and then maybe in 200 years yeah. the quirks start to come again yeah and so he tells them look okay like these are your memories but if you just serve me loyally and faithfully yeah i'll give you your memories back and so his he's constantly stuck in a place where he's having to rewipe all of his guys memories because they yeah. their code is just messed up and they don't yeah. have access to a perfect code no i really like that yeah um I just, so I love the idea of him lying to everyone.
2: If if I was to kill you, yeah. and assume your identity, the way I would finish writing your Necron story would be: so you've just teleported them all onto a planet. I would then like focus on the warriors, or focus on some some people doing like that crazy act. Being fanatical, that, yeah, and like the the Lord is literally watching them doing that and picking out the ones that are doing that. So then during the battle, you come up with like three or four different, like he sees this Necron run to the building and burn down, whatever, whatever you come sure. up with. Right. And then, you know, the battle ends and like he's back in the court and he calls upon those three guys and then he takes them down to that and then down to so, that secret catacomb and yeah. kills them.
1: Are you looking at uh, like you'd want it from their perspective or you still no, want no. it from the Lord's still perspective?
2: Still from the Lord's. It's all from the Lord's perspective. Right. And like as he's looking around the battlefield, he's like actively like looking for people that are showing that sign of like motivation to like that fanaticalism or whatever. And he looks for it. And then, you know, after the battle, he takes them down to his catacomb. Yeah. Um, and then he fucks with their brain. But that way, like in your short story, you reveal like that there is that quirk and you, you reveal the solution and you only are really writing not that much more. Yeah. There's, right? uh,
1: um, that's definitely, I didn't even think of him doing that. Um, I was planning, I was going to introduce that. um, through a story 60 million years in the past yeah yeah and you
2: could completely write a new story as well well i'm just yeah, saying if i was to kill yeah, you and no, assume your I, identity
1: <laughs> i d- i really like that idea actually um i might write it from the perspective of like the warrior though you can always write that as well like that's fine too i just
2: uh, i'm not a storyologist but yeah i don't know if it's common practice to change
1: like it's a completely different short story, right? Oh, well, like you, it's, that would like, be the thing. This yeah. is the end of that story. Okay,
2: yeah, and that would be the thing. Yeah. If you write other short stories... That is-
1: that's what they would all be. They yeah. would all be just different little segments, yep. little stories within the Nechabet dynasty. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah no, this story is finished. It's done. Hmm. Um, that would actually be really cool, and I, I might I might have to do that. Just like four warriors... I'll kill you if I have to. <laughs> if that gets no. I'll, I'll yeah. do it. The, the other one I was planning on writing was... Um, I plan on doing half of it before The Great Sleep Hmm. and half of it after The Great Sleep. Yeah, Um, I really want to delve into the history. I do think I need to write the story that shows the Warriors... And their fanaticism. Absolutely, that needs because it's so important. It gives you
2: character. Yes, that that makes your dynasty your dynasty. Yeah, and And it balances out the Lord. So I
1: definitely need to write that. But I was also planning on writing a story that shows. I wanted two. I wanted one when they were Necrontur and one when they were Necron. But I want one that shows right before they go to the Great Sleep. So after they throw off the yoke of the Satan, so that would be like his army like capturing Azagorod. Yeah, as their shard and then like the silent king putting everyone to sleep and so he would be at the council where he'd like the silent king is telling everyone like you all like the galaxy is in flames and we yeah. can't have this so that would be kind of cool to write the silent king um he's, sure. he's a very unique character that not a lot is written about yeah so it was like if you want to write about and, like and reboot it's, it's fairly obvious what he should be like right
2: yes um the only thing I would say is if you're writing that, I would write it once again as a memory because memories can be faulty and then it's not fact. And then um, you can get away with writing something from The Silent King. W- even though it's
1: completely wrong in the future.
2: It could be wrong, yeah. but as your character sees it, that is what happened. I just don't like the idea of people writing words for characters that already exist because you're not the
1: author of that that's character. A, that's true.
2: Where if you write that, write it as a memory, then yeah. it's like, w- sure, who knows about memories? Or, like, okay. Memories aren't true. Part of memories me was also fact.
1: part of me was also thinking like in the stasis, yeah. I I kind of wondered like did Necron dream? And like I doubt the warriors did because they just didn't have a lot of brain function, but yeah. like him being a pharaoh was allowed to keep the most out of everyone.
2: I would so, say no because of stasis. Stasis yeah. is literally The like, only
1: reason I and normally I'm 100%, 100% with you stasis sure. is no. Um but like electricity still flows. So it could be In like, stasis? what if his consciousness was just transferred, or like a little bit of it was left? So I think there are ways I can get around it. Or what if oh, his sure, stasis sure. malfunctioned a little bit? Sure. So he was kept, a like part of him was kept out of stasis, right? Hmm. So sure. I like I can I can reason my way around it. Oh yeah. Um, but I was wondering, like, what would it be like to dream for sixty million years?
2: Well, you won't remember it when you wake up because you never fucking remember your dreams.
1: <laughs> so. But it's different if you're a computer and you can catalog all that. Huh. So I was, I was also wondering, what if he dreams? That's
2: why, that's why he has no ambition. It's because like he's already done sixty million years of ambition, and he didn't know he was dreaming, and he like literally spent all his energy in those. Maybe, years. yeah. Like, he's he's like I, he spent- I conquered the galaxy in my dreams. He blew his
1: load on the boss, and he's done. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, that's that's also something I was thinking of maybe exploring a Necron going through a dream phase. Because I'd like normally I would say there's no way. But it's less of dreaming, more he's like still partially awake enough to have like his thinking processors running. Yeah. Um and then eventually I want to write Necron Tur, but I think Necron Tur is so tough. Yeah, that
2: one definitely is getting tougher and tougher. But
1: But at some point I I would like to attempt it.
2: Yeah, no, that'd be cool. I don't think anyone ever does it's yeah. such a vital part of why. They oh are yeah, why it, they it's are, a so. huge
1: thing, but yeah. I, it's just so daunting. Yeah, but
2: yeah. very cool. No, I like it. Yeah, good. I enjoyed good. lore.
1: Good, 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 good.
2: I enjoyed good. that I didn't have to read it. Yeah, too. that was that was just a treat <laughs> Helps for me. That I could just read it to you. Yeah, all right, bedtime stories, <laughs> essentially.
1: <laughs> Um, and then the Necron picked him up and ripped his face off. <laughs> oh yeah. Wasn't that good Wasn't children? Was he showered in blood? <laughs> he took the blood and wiped it all over his face. <laughs> yeah. But
2: that's uh that's the first story. But I got I got plans for No, I'm excited. And you've painted some Necron?
1: Yeah. A couple, one or two maybe. Yeah. 3 some. or 4. You have to color scheme? One, one or two. Let's keep it to one or two. Set, <laughs> set the expectation real. <laughs> you kind
2: of mentioned a couple times your color scheme. Your energy is orange. Yes. You mentioned that a couple times in your lore. Yes. And the rest of your color scheme is like uh, silver with red. Yeah. And like the, the higher up in rank, the more red you get.
1: Yeah. So... That hundred percent, that's true. So like the warriors just have like a basic red shoulder plate, and then the immortals have like on their hips and calves, and then like a strip on their head. But it will progressively get more and red, uh, more red. But yeah. then lich guard lords and overlords will also have gold. Yeah. So and that's just like a sign of their like rank, increased yeah. ranks. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um. The only other question I guess is, what have you thought of a reason why their energy is orange?
1: Not yet. Um, The simple one is just that they use a sun, like the Mifrit. Sure. Um, I don't want to go too special snowflake on the energy.
2: Yeah, that's not the focus of your dynasty. Right, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's more just supposed to be like, oh, like they have orange den. Yeah, then then it's easy
2: enough to say they have similar technology
1: as... uh, The Mifrit, yeah. The Mifrit, yeah. And that most likely is going to be what it is. If I can... If I can have a brainwave of something that isn't going to be like, oh my god, like yeah. of course he did that. Because if if as long as it's not insane, then yeah, yeah, I'll probably no, hear, yeah. use it. But I yeah, I don't want to do the whole. I'm the best of the best because my energy is this. Yeah, yeah. because then it just it's really just a cool color aesthetic. Yeah, it, I, I that's liked, why you want to do it. I liked the idea of like orange and red together. Yeah, even though it doesn't really work in real life, like you it's would never not. wear. <laughs> god no, it's so ugly. <laughs>
2: I do just you ever went, wear uh, orange t-shirts Eric
1: no I can't because I have red hair Mark <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you yeah. ever wear yellow t-shirts Mark
1: no well yeah when they're stained with his sweat <laughs> semen <Ego>. and piss <laughs> <laughs> what so just what space, are playing Space Marine for four days straight just covered <laughs> in his own piss yeah yeah Cool.
2: No, I like it. There's cool. definitely, I want to know more. There's definitely uh, some some cool ways that you're going to go yeah. with it. And
1: there's lots of room for expansion. Yeah.
2: And, and yeah, I just like that it's going to be a bunch of short stories that you can like limitlessly add to essentially. Exactly.
1: I'm looking forward to that too. Like
2: you you can then, you do a cool battle on 40K tabletop. You can just add that into well, your lore. Yeah. Like I
1: wrote down, like James and I had a battle between yeah. his, uh, I think he was running Space Wolves at the time. Sure. Um, and my Necron, and so I like I had written out like kind of the battle progression of what happened, and yeah. I was starting to already think of like what was happening on it. So I like I like that stuff. Yeah. adding a narrative to, your, yeah, to yeah. your fight. I love the idea that dice rolls affect the outcomes of your story. Hmm. Like where there yes. are some things beyond my control. Yes,
2: yes. I like um, that. Just on a don't want to steal your thunder yeah no nah, i won't steal your thunder go on tell me no no i don't want to steal my own thunder by stealing your thunder this is
1: the end of the episode i got nothing else to add i yeah, got nothing oh okay john a blank be that way <laughs> old bitch anyways <laughs> um cool well thanks for listening to my lord obviously um i want criticisms yeah send us what you think um yeah there's always room for improvement i know that yeah no such thing. As
2: I any. never got any critiques on my lore. Oh, just okay, say my <laughs> name's
1: Marcus. I'm a herp, herp master. <laughs> nobody had a problem with me bringing a titan in a night house. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Did really nobody call you out on that? I don't think so. I mean we kind of I think we I criticized myself. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think we were pretty um, pretty truthful and I'm honest. We were pretty honest with our opinions of it just when we were reading it together. So, yeah. Like I don't think anyone is going to say anything new about what we didn't say right you will find that i am kind i am a kind master what is that from i don't know i feel like there's something out there (laughs) okay that was probably out there anyways uh, i'm done we did it yeah cool thanks guys for listening and yeah hit us up with uh hit me up with your feedback of my story i'd like to hear it
2: yeah, and if you want to uh hear more of what Eric is writing, uh just contribute to our Patreon. Every dollar <laughs> you contribute is one extra short story he will write. Oh ooh, that's a lot. If you contribute three dollars, you three al- stories. No, no, because it's a deal, it's on a deal discount. Yeah. three dollars is actually five stories. Oh my god. So four dollars is four stories. I'm screwed. Wait.
1: <laughs> Wait, you went down. That doesn't mean make- <laughs> math is hard.
2: Five is ten. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um cool. Thanks guys. Cool. See you later.